as uh, Judith brings us our first reading from the lectern mic. The Old Testament Bible reading is taken from 1 Samuel chapter 2 verses 18 to 24. Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. His mother used to make it for him a little robe and take it to him each year when she went up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May the Lord repay you with children by this woman for the gift that she made to the Lord. And then they would return to their home. Now the boy Samuel continued to grow both in stature and favour with the Lord and with the people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from Colossians chapter 3, reading from verse 12 to 17. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness and patience. Bear with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. 
When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Do please be seated. Well, good morning, everybody. It's really good to see you here this morning. Uh, I did wonder if I would be the only person with Bimby uh, this morning, so it's great to have you here with us this morning. And uh, obviously, it's great to have all of you joining us online as well. Before I start, can I just pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. We thank you that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you, Father, for the fact that that makes a difference to all of our lives, that we're changed because of it. And Father, this morning I pray that you would use these words and that you would open our hearts and minds to understand what you want us to do as a, re- as a result of Emmanuel. Amen. Amen. So, I hope you all had a good day yesterday and were able to celebrate Christmas Day. Now I know that it's a, a very hard day for some and actually this, this year again Christmas has been disrupted for many with people isolating and staying away and I'm sure that was incredibly hard for people on top of what happened last year but I hope you were still able to make the most of it in the circumstances even if you couldn't meet up with family and friends and also actually in the In the hustle and bustle of what was probably for for many a very hectic day, you also found time to give thanks to Jesus. As we know, Jesus is the reason for the season, isn't it? Jesus is the supreme gift at Christmas. But I hope you also receive some other gifts as well. I was going to ask whether people would like to share some of those gifts, but I thought maybe that would embarrass you a little bit too much so, uh, so I won't do that um, but I thought maybe I would just share one of the gifts that, uh, that I had I had quite a few things that related to golf um, and uh, one of them actually was, uh, was uh, some golf balls uh, well actually I asked for, for two boxes of golf balls and you might wonder why that is well the reality is of course I'm learning to play golf and I'm not very good at it and I lose quite a lot of them so um, I needed a good, a good few, and I'm sure I'll need a lot more than just two boxes as, uh, as I go forward. And I suppose, in the tradition of these things, I ought to now sort of build a talk around the present that I received. And I did give it a bit of thought, and I thought things like, you know, the importance of staying on course, focusing on what really matters, perhaps the importance of sticking to some rules and following those narrow fairways, thinking about others on the course and... Um, 
maybe the honesty around keeping our, our scores properly. Um, but I thought maybe, maybe that's for another day, not today. And I know actually that uh, today is also St. Stephen's Day and it's celebrated by many uh, as a result of that. And as an evangelist and the first martyr, he's a really good example for us. But today I want to concentrate on Boxing Day, the day after Christmas Day. In the lead up to today, we've rightly been thinking about the main gift of Jesus on Christmas Day. And now we turn our attention to how this impacts each one of us. Not just for today, of course, but going forward. We have the gift of Jesus imparting into our lives forever. And I actually think that Boxing Day is a, is a really important day. It's a day when we can start thinking about what we've been given and how we can use that and about what we can give to others as well. And many of you may know that uh, the Boxing Day was traditionally a day when those who had been waited on or looked after throughout the year, uh, including Christmas Day, of course, share what they have with others. The Lord of the Manor or families with servants would typically give boxes of goodies, gifts to their servants to thank them for their hard work during the day looking after them, but also for the previous year as well. And it reminds us that on this Boxing Day, we should consider what we have and how we might share that with others. So I want to think about how we might grow and develop to make the most of what we have been given by Jesus. And I want to start by highlighting two similar phrases that we read in both, of the, both the Old Testament passage and the Gospel. The first referring to Samuel and the second referring to Jesus. Both were young men, or boys even, when these words were spoken about them. They were both being guided and directed by God. And earlier in chapter 1 of Samuel that we read a bit of today, it sets out how Samuel was dedicated to the Lord by his mother Hannah after she had been uh, received the gift of a son, hadn't she? She'd followed beseeching prayers to God for a son. And we also know that, of course, Jesus, his whole life was dedicated to doing his Father's will. And therefore, I think it's interesting that both passages refer to the fact that as they grew, they developed in a way that was described as growing in stature and favor and wisdom in the eyes of God and of man. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that's an amazing description of the two of them. To say that they're growing in that way is pretty special, isn't it? And actually, this forms the basis of a prayer that I often pray over my grandchildren. It's a prayer offered regularly since their earliest days, that they might grow in stature and favor in the eyes of men and of God. Now, of course, I don't, I don't just mean that they're going to grow big and tall. It, it, it's far more than that, isn't it? It's about character. It's about spiritual maturity as well as healthy physical growth. It's important for them to grow in grace and wisdom and favor. And these words have been, and I trust will continue to be, prayers that I offer to God on behalf of my grandchildren. So maybe as a bit of an aside this morning, if you want to know how to pray for your children, or your grandchildren, your nephews and nieces, or even friends and neighbors, I think you can do worse than to speak 
these words over them and build them up by asking God to help them develop in stature and character, favor and wisdom in the eyes of God and also in the eyes of people. And actually, for all of us as Christians, I'm sure we could benefit from that prayer too. I think we can easily dismiss the idea of God's favor as well. But it's important. We know that God loves each of us, but he also favors us. And sometimes it's that God's favor that determines the paths that we're going to take in our lives. Favor is referenced in many places in the Bible. And a lot of people are talked about in this regard. So, for instance, Abraham, Noah, King David, Joseph, Esther, even the whole nation of Israel at times... And of course, at this time of the year, we think about Mary, don't we? Mother of Jesus, who was highly favored. Proverbs even says, he who finds a good wife finds a good thing and obtains the Lord's favor. And let's face it, who doesn't want to be favored, especially by God? It's amazing to have the favor of God resting on our lives. So that's the first thing that I wanted to mention and for you to take away today. The second thing is that as we look at Colossians uh, and the passage that we had there today, it, um, it talks about us in, as, as being special, as being blessed by God and in receipt of those precious gifts that are for our benefit and for the benefit of others. The celebration of God's gifts to us continues beyond Christmas Day and including and beyond Boxing Day. And this passage highlights how important it is to have those benefits on our journey. Firstly, Paul tells us that we've been chosen. We're not left out. We're not left standing against the cycle sheds, waiting to be selected for the team, if any of you remember that feeling. We're already in. Each one of us has been chosen. Chosen by God to be his precious child, to be his precious children. No longer separated or alone, but chosen and adopted into God's eternal family. Paul also confirms that we've been declared holy and beloved. To be holy means to be consecrated to God, to be set apart for him, and that spiritually we can be made perfect or pure. Now, whilst it's all of our responsibilities, each of us individually, to focus on our personal purity, to be declared holy, that requires supernatural grace from God. To be wrapped or covered by the righteousness of Jesus. It is Jesus' righteousness that covers us and takes away all that dirt and filth that our sin acquires. And actually to be his beloved We are loved by him. We're loved by the Father and Jesus. And that's amazing, isn't it? But it is true. Hard though it may seem, it is true. And on this Boxing Day, it's good to reflect on what it means to be loved by our Creator God and to be loved by Jesus. Because it's only through this that we can truly grow to be who we were made to be. We're all loved It's a basic, sorry, we all need to be loved. It's a basic need for everyone. It's how we're made. It's part of our DNA, if you like. And today, 
we're celebrating and congratulating our lovely Cyril and Doreen as well. 65 years of marriage together. And the love that they have given and received during that time, during those many, many years. And I've got no doubt that this love has helped sustain them throughout their marriage. And it's terrific. And I'm delighted for them. And it's great that we can share with them today and and, uh, celebrate. But their personal love has also been underpinned and sustained by God's love in their lives. And it is faith, faith in Jesus Christ that's available to all of us, which enables us to experience that love of God. And finding it in Jesus means that we're changed. And indeed that we're able to become whole, to become as we were meant to be. For without it, something is always missing in our lives. But as a result of that, we can be changed and able to live lives that demonstrate the character of Jesus. And to lead us to think not only of ourselves, but also to consider others and their needs. You see, it's from Jesus that the characteristics referenced in the passage, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness and patience come. All flavors of the, Holy Spirit, of the fruit of the Spirit. Effectively, the character of Jesus living in us and hopefully being displayed by us as well. Fruit given to each of us as we accept Jesus and are filled with the Holy Spirit. All so precious and so worth seeking after, accepting and nurturing. But it's worth noting Paul's language. He says that we're chosen, holy and beloved, but we're asked to clothe ourselves with the characteristics that I read out. Compassion, kindness, etc. We have to take action in the same way we need to accept and to use our presence. I'm not just going to look at those golf balls, I'm actually going to hit them. I'm going to practice with them and hopefully I'll get better. But we also need to take hold of the attributes of the Holy Spirit and to seek to live lives that demonstrate those same characteristics. Paul goes on to say that above all, clothe yourself in love, God's love, and to demonstrate by the way that we love whose we are, holy and beloved by God, by Father God. We cannot give away what we don't have. So we need to receive and appreciate the gift of love from God for ourselves before we can truly give it away to others. Significantly, maybe one of the most important gifts this particular Boxing Day and this year as we look forward to the rest of it, it's the gift of peace. We've sung about it. Bimby spoke about it yesterday. And there's a sense in the passage again that we need to accept this from our Saviour. Let, let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. It's not automatic. It doesn't just happen. It requires, first of all, our permission. It requires us to see it as a priority to receive God's peace for us and to actually let it kind of take root in our lives so that we can stand against all the things that we face. And through this we can then start to help others to be at peace and to allow Jesus to rule in their hearts also. Our world is so desperate right now, but many 
are not looking in the right place. Many people have had their lives disrupted, peace taken away by all that's going on in the world at the moment. But everyone needs the peace of Christ ruling in their hearts to restore that balance and to be able to enjoy life by trusting Jesus. I thought Keith described what it's like to know the peace of Christ so well a couple of weeks ago when he was sharing his own experience about God's peace. Both when he was blue-lighted to hospital with his heart problems and also when facing deep personal challenges as a teacher. When he described that he just felt so different to what the world might have expected in times of crisis. He felt peace and assurance that everything was in God's hands and that God could be trusted with the outcome. They were powerful reflections on God's peace and what it's like. And I too have experienced that peace in my own life. Times when anxiety has been overtaken by the peace of God. At home when perhaps we're facing worries of health or family. And at work when things have been falling apart. I too have found God to be faithful. And have found him and have found that peace which is indeed beyond all comprehension. A peace no matter what the circumstances are that we find ourselves in. Now, of course, there's never a guarantee that it will all work out as we want it to. But there is always the certainty that Jesus walks with us and gives us peace that the world cannot give. I caught part of an interview on Radio 5 last week, and it was describing how someone, a lady called Louise, came to faith through the traumatic circumstances of her husband becoming terminally ill and everything falling apart with her beloved husband of just 33 years old dying of cancer. Now significantly, he didn't receive full healing and survive, although clearly those latter days were clearly massively more peaceful and positive than before. And it all came about through the intervention of someone who came to pray for them. They didn't know them, but they were Christians and believed in the power of God to heal and restore. The lady who lost her husband describes in language that's so contemporary and so real, in many ways because she talks as one who didn't know God before, and who was surprised to find that God cared, that God was involved, and he brought freedom and peace from the pain and gave hope for the future. Even through his death, faith in God has become her mainstay because of a catalogue of interventions, some small, some larger, that she ascribed to answers to prayers. Firstly by those who were, if you like, experienced at praying, but ultimately through her own prayers because she cared and believed in God. And that should be an encouragement, I think, to all of us. Not just because we can find that same peace, but that we can share that peace with others and we can make such a difference in their lives by allowing them to find Christ. Now, we all face uncertain times, but we also know that we have a God who is above all things and in all things, who goes before us and who is available to each of us. He will never leave or forsake us. No matter what we go through, we can talk to him. We can confide in him how we feel. 
and whether our faith is weak or strong. Just like we want our children to talk to us, whatever's going on, God wants us to talk to Him, to share our inmost feelings, our hopes and our fears. And in this season of hope and joy, Emmanuel, God with us, we're not alone. If we're weary and weighed down this Boxing Day, seek Him out. Spend time with the one who holds everything in his hands. Our lives, those we love, our hopes and our worries. Nothing is too small, nothing is too big. So, maybe a shorter word today, but I hope you see its relevance on this Boxing Day. We're all recipients of God's gifts of Jesus Christ. God's gift to us and to a world so much in need of him. We're given more than just a baby at Christmas. We're given a new life, a new purpose. And we can live this out in love and peace. But just as those wealthy landowners reflected on what they had and went out and shared what they had been given with those around them, those that didn't have what they had, we too are called We're called to grow in stature and in wisdom in Jesus and to find favor in the eyes of God and of people. And we're called to share with those around us. So this Boxing Day, reflecting on all that we have received from God, can I ask each of us to consider what we've received and what we can share, both practical in terms of food, clothing, money, and maybe giving voice to those who have no voice and can't speak for themselves. But also spiritually, in terms of sharing Emmanuel, God with us, to provide hope, peace, and certainty in Christ. So happy Boxing Day to all of you. Happy rest of the year to all of you. Before I sit down, can I just pray. I'd like to pray um, a prayer of made for, for each one of us. A prayer that asks God to show us what it is that we've individually been given and how he would like us to share that. Not just today, but going forward. And I guess if you agree, maybe you can say amen at the end of it. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we know that every good and perfect gift comes from you. And we, mo- we know that you made each one of us for your glory and that it is you that has given us everything that we have. Please, Lord, by your grace, open our hearts and minds today to appreciate the fullness of all you have given us and help us to know what you want us to share and how you want us to do this. And Lord, help us to be obedient to our calling and to grow in stature and in favor. For we ask this in the mighty and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.